0: Today I want to talk to you about eight things to do if you miss the rapture. I need you to understand it is not my desire for you to miss the rapture. But more importantly, it's not God's desire for you to miss the rapture. That's why He sent Jesus. But I also need you to understand that many will. And here is a cause. Chapter 7, verse 21, please. Even though I have scriptures on the screen, please always bring your Bible to church. Always. Always. If nothing else, to prove that I'm in the Bible. Verse 21. Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, shall enter the kingdom of heaven. But he who does the will of my Father in heaven. Give me an amen. Many will say to me in that day, that day of judgment. Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in your name? Cast out demons in your name. And then many wonders in your name. And then I will declare to them, I never knew you. Depart from me, you who practice lawlessness. I am not suggesting to you that everybody's gonna make the rapture. They're not. And for some of the same reasons that Jesus said, this kind of thinking. Just because we got our name in somebody's roll book, or we could say the name of Jesus, or we do some spiritual stuff or work in spiritual ways, doesn't mean that we're ready. Some people are backslidden and going back to the way of the, the world. and You're going to mess out if you're not right with the Lord. I, I, I say this to you, and I know you're standing, but I'll stand a whole lot longer than you in just a moment. The message, the message rendition of these verses are contemporary. They're in today's language. You don't have that translation probably in your hand. I want to show it to you on the screen. This is the same verses from the message translation which speaks today's language. Knowing the correct password, saying, Master, Master, for instance, isn't going to get you anywhere with me, Jesus said. What is required is serious obedience. Doing what my Father wills. Jesus says, I can see it now. I can see it now at the final judgment. Thousands sprang up to me and saying, Master, we preached the message. We bashed the demons. Our God-sponsored projects had everyone talking next slide and do you know what I'm going to say Jesus said you missed the boat all you did was use me to make yourselves important you didn't impress me one bit you're out of here that's serious stuff and that's why I come to you this morning to tell you don't miss the rapture please be seated I need to hasten here. I get... I tell, oh, thank you, Jesus. I get the one to go back and catch up from last Sunday and get you caught up and I, I spend a lot of time in introductions and I don't need to go there. Let me hastily do this. This subject about the rapture, the return of Jesus, the coming of the Lord, is so repeatedly mentioned in Scripture until... We are not hurting for biblical support of this teaching on the rapture and the return of Jesus. In case you didn't know, now you do. Over 300 times the subject of the rapture and the return of Jesus is mentioned in Scripture. That's an average of one out of every 24 verses in the New Testament. In the New Testament. There are 50 references at least in the writings of Paul, the Pauline epistles in the New Testament to the coming of the Lord. The coming of the Lord is mentioned eight times more than his coming as a babe in a manger, his first coming. There are whole books in the Bible given to this subject of the rapture, the return of Jesus. First and second Thessalonians, Revelations. There are entire chapters of other books given to this subject. Mark, Matthew 24, 25, Mark 13 and Luke chapter 21. So important is this theme of the coming of the Lord that we have come to understand that Jesus urged for us to be ready for his coming over 50 times. Five different times he talks about we who are saved We ought to continue to posture ourselves as waiting faithfully for His coming again. So important is the teaching of the rapture and the return of Jesus Christ until it is connected to the teachings of other ordinances in the church, such as water baptism and Holy Communion. It's a major theme of Scripture. And when the Bible talks about the rapture and the return of Jesus, and I'll explain in just a moment, He's talking about a literal return of Jesus. Not a ghost appearance of him. Not a uh, representation of him or somebody sent as an ambassador in his name. For when Jesus ascended to heaven, after his resurrection, after he commissioned his disciples to preach the gospel, baptize everyone who believes in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost. After he told them, I'm going to heaven to prepare your place and I'll come again. Forty days after his resurrection, the Bible says he took his disciples outside of Jerusalem on the Mount of Olives and right before their eyes and the angels also appeared with them, Jesus was caught up in a cloud ascending into heaven. And the disciples looked in awe, their jaws dropped and their eyes bulged and they're they're thinking, wow. And the angels saw them staring into this cloud that Jesus is just going up in and now he's out of sight. And the angel said to them, why do you men stand gazing into heaven? This same Jesus, oh somebody say amen. amen. This same Jesus is going to come again in like manner as you see him go. This Jesus will come again bodily, physically, and personally come again. In the Bible and the teaching of the coming of the Lord Jesus as the rapture and the return of the Lord, we find that it's taught sequential to his first coming. Makes a lot of sense, doesn't it? After he comes as a babe in a manger, after he has three and a half years of ministry, after he lives for 33 and a half years on the earth, he's going to go away and come again. The Bible teaches that. It speaks of a sure return. I'm just giving you some background here. John 14, the certainty of his return is embodied in these words. Jesus said, I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, meaning I'm preparing a place for you in heaven, I will come again and receive you unto myself that where I am there you may be also. The sureness. We are living in the in-between. Can I get a witness here? The in-between of His going and the in-between of His coming. And that's why you have to be ready. I want to tell you something else about this biblical fact of the rapture. The Bible says it's going to take place suddenly, unannounced, and God's not giving date or time. But when He does come in the rapture and the return, and i explained explain it in a minute, there are two phases to His coming back. One is called the rapture, the other the return. But for our discussion purposes, let me have you know when He comes in the rapture, and the return. He's going to come in such a way that nobody's going to miss him when he returns because as the lightning, the Bible says, shines from the eastern sky to the western skies and it lights up the sky so brilliantly and suddenly and announces that a storm is there, so is the coming of the Lord Jesus. The Bible said he's going to come so rapidly that it's going to be in the twinkling of an eye. How rapid it takes to wink your eyes, that's how fast he's going to come. The Bible says he's going to come like a thief in the night. No thief calls ahead on your cell phone and says, watch for me at 12 o'clock. What a dumb thief. Huh? And then he comes unannounced and he says to be ready. And the Bible says that he's coming very soon. And I know he said that 2,000 years ago, but soon relates to his calendar, not ours. Soon means you just always be ready. It means soon means impending or imminent return of the Lord Jesus. Last week, I showed you a timeline. I'm going to show it to you again, just to get us for where we need to go about what to do if you miss the rapture. Let me preface the timeline by saying this. Since the cross of Jesus, 2,000 and 10 years ago, till now, we have been existing in the dispensation of time known as the church age. Can I get an Amen. The age of the church. That means, Jesus said, I'm going, you evangelize, you preach, you win the loss, I may come this century, I'm not telling you when I'm coming, you win your mom, your dad, your brother, your sister, you serve me and love me, I'm building heaven for you, and I'm bringing more and more, the longer I wait, Jesus says, the longer I wait from coming, don't you worry, I just want to get more people in, more people in, more people in, can I get an amen? It's the age of the church. And what, what, what I want you to understand as you look at this timeline then, is what we are waiting for is the rapture of the church. That means Jesus is coming to get everybody saved at an unannounced time to be with him. And after the rapture of the church, there'll be a seven-year period where we will go up to be with the Lord in heaven, all the saved people at the marriage supper of the Lamb. During that seven-year period, the earth will go through tribulation. I'm talking about judgments of God and the rise of wickedness of mankind and the rise of a one world government and one world power where this man who comes to power will come to power first as uh, charismatic, debonair, uh, persuasive, and uh, he'll be even seen as God. And then He will turn on people who don't want to trust Him and claim Him as God. The tribulation. Seven years from the rapture to the return. The tribulation. We are in heaven with the Lord. Everybody saved. During the tribulation period, God is dealing with Israel. The nation of Israel. His chosen people. For having rejected Him all these years since Calvary. And He's going to give them one more chance. Isn't He a good God somebody? Now listen to me. The the return of Jesus. The two parts of of the coming back of the Lord, is the rapture and the return. The return of Jesus is a scheduled event. It'll happen seven years after the rapture. The rapture is a non-scheduled event. It is imminent. It is unannounced. It is what we are waiting for. I need to hurry now. Let, Let me tell you something about the rapture, just to get you informed. It is a central theme of prophecy. And the one purpose of the rapture is to take... God's own, everybody saved out of this world to keep us from the wrath that is coming on this world. If you're ready, say amen. Amen. I, I want you to understand that. This thing of the rapture was first taught and revealed by Jesus in John chapter 14 and then times after was repeated. I want you to know about the rapture is that it is mentioned in more places than one, but 1 Thessalonians chapter 4 and verse 17 talks about the being caught up to be with the Lord. That when the rapture takes place, could happen before I finish preaching, it could happen before the sun sets today, we're just living on borrowed time, uh, It's going to, the Bible says, when the rapture takes place, that the trumpet of God is going to sound. And those who died before us, serving the Lord, hoping to live for the rapture, but they went on ahead. Those who were saved, they're going to come out of their graves. The graves probably ain't even going to be disturbed, okay? And I know some of you heard this before. Let me just get you caught up. I mean, there are people coming who died. They died in airplane crashes, saved. They died in, at sea, but they were born again. They died in a hurricane or a storm. They, they, there'll be people coming out of high-rise buildings, airplanes, operating room, op, automobile, buses, trains, trams, cars, everywhere from nurseries. I mean, all the nurseries are going to be emptied. Thank you, Jesus. And the babies are going up. And the Bible says those, are going to, those who died are going to go up first and before they even get halfway we who are 1st Thessalonians 4 said we who are alive and remain shall be caught up we get the word rapture from the latin word raptuo which means to be snatched up away and the Bible says, and another way to describe it is from the Greek word hapazo, which means that we shall be plucked up or pulled up or forcibly snatched away. I preached this in the first service and I got too happy too soon, so I'm, I'm reserving my whoop dory for the right time. <laughs> the Bible says that this rapture, the timing of it, we don't know. Let me, t- let me tell you something. There are no more signs to be fulfilled For the rapture. The only thing that uh, the signs that need to be fulfilled and they're already in place is the return. And I'll explain in just a moment. So we also teach and believe according to the Bible in the church of God. And I, as the shepherd here, uh, honored by God to serve, I tell you that that this position, we, we believe in the pre tribulation rapture of the church. I believe the Bible teaches it. If you want to know our position, I taught on it last Sunday. I gave you some scriptures. Get the CD and learn about it, okay? But what we believe is that we we as Christians are not going through these hellish demonic wars and plagues and violence of the seal judgment and the trumpet judgment and the bold judgment of Revelation. Why do we believe that? Let me. I, just can't, I can't stay away from it. First Thessalonians 1.10 says, Even Jesus who delivered us from the wrath to come. Jesus delivered us from hell, death and the grave. Why would He let us go through hell, death and the grave again? Can I get an amen? We are going up before the tribulation. Before the seven years of hell on earth. I want to also give you First Thessalonians five and nine it says, For God did not appoint us to wrath, but to obtain salvation through our Lord Jesus Christ. Say amen. Somebody. Now let me tell you that it's an eminent thing. It's a right away soon thing. I, I need to give you a definition for the word eminent. And here's what it says in the Oxford English Dictionary. The word eminent means hanging over one's head, ready to befall or overtake one close at hand in its incidence thus an imminent event is one which is always hanging overhead and is always close at hand in the sense that it could happen at any what moment if something else takes place before an event can happen that event is not imminent the coming of the Lord is imminent a rapture last week I give you a comparison again just so that you have the timeline. Two phases of the coming of the Lord. Rapture, return. Rapture or revelation. They compare in their characteristics or contrast in their characteristics in this way. At the rapture, Jesus comes for his own. Everybody know that you belong to Jesus. Glad you are. Lift your hands. Lift your hand. And if you are saved, say thank you, Jesus. Oh, I just, oh, yes. He's coming for his own. He ain't coming for your social security number. He ain't coming to go some punch some computer, try to find you somewhere. He ain't sending the IRS or anybody. He is coming. He, he, will, he will know. You know. Okay. He is coming. In, in the return, he's coming with his own. Seven years later, we're coming back with him. Uh, when, it, when the rapture takes place, we're going to be caught up in the air. When the return takes place, he's coming back to the earth as King of Kings and Lord of Lords. When the rapture takes place, we, his bride, are going up with him. When the return takes place, we, his bride, are coming back with him. When, when he comes in the rapture, only saved people are going to see him in the clouds. But when he comes back seven years in the, in the return, he is coming where, where every eye shall behold him. Everybody's going to see him. When he comes in the rapture and we're caught away, after that, there begin seven years of tribulation. and That will be what will start at the rapture. At the return, Jesus will come with the armies of heaven. I explained that last week. He will conquer the Antichrist, the false prophet, and and the beast. Okay, the the Antichrist, the false prophet, and Satan. The, The unholy trinity is Satan, the Antichrist, and the false prophet. At the battle of Armageddon, at the return, Jesus will cause all of them to be defeated. And thus the thousand years of peace shall begin at the return. At the rapture... All those of us who are saved are going to be saved from the wrath to come for the next seven years. At the return, those who didn't get saved during the tribulation are going to face the wrath of God. At the rapture, there is no signs that need to be fulfilled for the rapture to take place. But for the return of Jesus, there are signs that need to be fulfilled. Some already fulfilled, like the possibility of a mark on your arm, your hand, or your head that is the mark of the beast. The technology is already there. That's supposed to take place before the return. Can I get an amen here? The, the possibility of mass world war and nuclear destruction that will cause vegetation to dry up and all kinds of other kinds of uh, uh, ramifications from a nuclear fallout. Millions will die. The technology is already there and the weapons are already there for that kind of destruction. I don't glory in it, but if you know it's true, say amen. Okay? Let, let me show you something else here. Uh, the, the, at the rapture, the Lord and his church will be united, but at the return of Jesus, Israel and the kingdom will be established. At the rapture, uh, after we leave out of here, a man's going to come to power. First he's going to seem okay and about some distance into the tribulation he is going to be known as a devil personified and he will deceive the world. At the return of Jesus, he, the Antichrist and Satan and others will be judged and Satan will be bound and kicked in the bottomless pit and stay there for one thousand years while you and I who are save, will rule this world as kings and priests to the glory of God. Give a Lord a hand clap, somebody. <clears throat> Here I go. I must tell you, I must tell you that we are mighty near to the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. I must tell you that signs already replete about his glorious appearing in the clouds. There are no more signs left to be fulfilled. Signs are already being uh, uh, taken care of. Preparations are already being made. Some of the signs are already fulfilled for His return. Therefore, we must be mighty near to the rapture. If we believe the patterns of world economy, world governments, world religions, world wars, world calamities, world evils are fulfilling prophecy that stages the tribulation, then the rapture might as well be at the door. No sooner than we are out of here. Could be today. As soon as the Antichrist comes to power and explains away way why 2 billion people are gone, first the world's going to be in chaos. There will be days and hours and weeks of chaos. Because mysteriously, 2 billion or more people are gone. And those who've missed it will know what has happened, even though the Antichrist comes to power. And eventually tries to explain it away and says, and establishes a one world church. Matthew 24 and 21 says, for then there shall be great tribulation, such as not since the beginning of the world to this time, nor ever shall be. You know what the rapture does? The rapture is the trigger event that sets off a chain of events progressing towards the consummation of all things. You ever play dominoes? Set one. Space it. Another one, just enough behind it. another, And all through a line so that one domino that hits the next. You know what I'm talking about. Uh, It's like dominoes or firecrackers sequentially igniting the next happening. The rapture is the first telltale prophetic fulfillment rapidly advancing the end of the age. It'll go something like this. The rapture takes place. Then millions and two billion or more have gone to heaven. The Antichrist, this is in the seven years, comes to power. He develops a peace treaty with Israel. They think he's a real Messiah, but he will betray them. Tribulation begins. The domino firecracker igniting the next one. In the seven years, there'll be horrific deaths. And the death toll will be such that up to three-fourths of the world's population will likely die. To the rapture and before the return. The Antichrist will desecrate and abominate the holy place of the Jews. After he has made a peace treaty with them and the Palestinians, and they think he and they after he builds a temple for them and lets them have the animal sacrifice, they're gonna think he's the Messiah. But when he cries for further allegiance, he will desecrate their worship. And turn on him. He will institute during that time the mark of the beast. In that seven year, we, we, the world is headed to Armageddon, the war to end all wars. And then, at the end of that Armageddon, when when Jesus, Armageddon is the, is the uh, is the holy Trinity, God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Ghost, against the unholy Trinity, Satan, the false prophets, and the Antichrist. And guess who wins? You ain't no guessing about it, honey. and and at the end of that tribulation time and and when Jesus comes to fight in the valley of Megiddo with the armies of heaven are you still with me? This battle is going to take place in the Middle East. It's going to take place in the valley of Megiddo. The valley of Megiddo is 200 miles long and 100 miles wide and there will be a 200 million man army from Asia alone plus up to other millions of soldiers. Somebody says there will be up to 400 million soldiers fighting in the final battle of the ages in the valley of Megiddo the destruction is going to be so devastating until the blood of these slain soldiers will be as high as the horse's bridle. You don't want to be here for that time. So, so what do you do? What do you do when over one billion plus persons are missing? The first thing you do is immediately ask Jesus Christ into your heart as Lord and Savior. Everybody who misses the rapture are sinners. No sinner is going In the rapture. You understand what I'm saying, brothers and sisters? Once you realize mama was right, grandma was right, the preacher was right, and these millions of people are going away, and CNN and ABC and NBC and these talk show centers trying to talk you out of what the truth is, find you someplace. I guarantee that churches are going to be filled on the heels of the rapture. They should be. And there will be preachers there who didn't make it. Whether you get to a preacher or not, repent of your sins and crown Jesus Christ Lord of your life before the Antichrist causes you to crown Him. If you miss the rapture, and I hope you don't, but I must tell you, I am preaching with the knowledge that millions who think they're going won't make it. You miss the first coming. Don't miss the last. Here's the second thing you do. What to do if you miss the rapture? Know now that nothing else in the world matters any longer. All that matters now is where you spend eternity. If you miss the rapture, it is possible, even likely, that you will die for your faith during the seven-year tribulation. Remember, I told you earlier and I told you last week that up to 75% of the people in the world, of the world's almost 7 billion people will die in, the in between of those seven years. There's not a good chance that if you're here that you're going to live, because there's going to be the revelation of the seal judgments. The trumpet judgments and the bowl judgments, and each of them are increasingly devastating than the previous. The vegetation is going to dry up. The the, the sun is going to refuse to shine. The fallout of nuclear uh, warheads and weapons will cause people's eyes to melt in their head, and their tongue to melt in their in their mouth, and their flesh would melt before they even hit the ground. So so much devastation there is. There is going to be there's going to be all kinds of natural disasters this world has never seen. The moon is going to turn to blood sea life is going to be destroyed fresh water is going to be destroyed I'm telling you you don't want to miss the rapture and I also need to tell you this that if the only reason why you're getting saved is because you don't want to be in the tribulation you've picked the wrong reason to get saved Jesus is not interested in selling fire insurance keeping you from the fires of hell Jesus is interested in Didn't the text I read to you this morning say, only those who do the will of my Father. Thank God for deathbed confessions. Thank God for the thief on the cross confessing. But we who have more time to confess and repent and believe than those folks will be judged for failing to believe and serve the Lord. Somebody hear me this morning. The only thing that will matter then, if you miss the rapture, won't be getting your boy to football. Or your daughter to ballet. Nothing wrong with football or ballet. But they seem to take the priority of the house of God. By the people of God. What's not going to be important to you. Is where your CDs are. And your mutual funds. Because they're going to burn up. What's not going to be important is what the Joneses or the Smiths or the Maturas think about you. What's not going to be important is, is your Porsche or your other automobile or your house or whatever you have. What's going to be important is what is going to happen with my soul. I have missed the rapture. And I and I, my soul, my soul, my soul is eternally damned. Let me tell you something, brothers and sisters. What disturbs me as pastor, and I don't want to be unkind, but I'm going to tell you the truth. Okay, if you came here to have your fancy tickled, you came to the wrong place. Okay, if you came here for three poems and a cute song and a prayer, this ain't the place. You got preachers like that a dime a dozen. Okay, Uh, if you came here though to know the truth, and if I make you mad and you you make the rapture, hallelujah, you'll shake my hand in heaven. But if I don't tell you the truth, you will gnaw at your tongue, and you will gnash at your teeth for eternity, and you'll try to blame me or somebody else about why we didn't get in your face, why we didn't make you do what was right, why didn't we tell you the truth. You'll have eternity, and I don't mean to be unkind, to roast in hell if you know the truth and you don't obey the truth. I risk stepping on your toe. I risk offending you for the cause of your eternal soul. Your soul will live forever somewhere. It might as well be in heaven. I'm talking to people who know that fornication and adultery will send you to hell. Yet you sleep with your boyfriend or you sleep with your girlfriend or you're a single person. You sleep with somebody else thinking, I have biological needs and God understands, but I'm saved. No, you are not saved. No saved people will, will step over the blood of Jesus like that. What do you think my wife will think of me or your wife will think of you or your husband? If you keep meeting with somebody outside of your marriage covenant with fornication and adultery, how long do you think they'll keep you? And the Bible says, we are the bride of Christ. And he will not tolerate spiritual or otherwise fornication or adultery. It's amazing to me. It's amazing to me how many Christians are going to miss the rapture. You know, if you miss 20% of your work day or your job and your calendar year, January to December, if you miss 20% of your work day, Do you know you're likely not to keep your job? Your boss will not tolerate that. If you miss 10% of work days. If you had to work 300 days a year and miss 30 days without excuse absence. Or even excuse absence. If you miss 20% of that, they're going to find somebody else. Here I wonder about people who say they love Jesus and are born again. They are 52 Sundays in the year. And folks, don't mind missing 10, 15, or 20 of them, which is far above 10, 20, or 30 percent, and still wonder why God doesn't hear their prayers. I don't mean to be unkind. And if, you, if you get mad enough at me, you'll go to sit in another church and there's somebody tickle your fancy over there, but you won't get away from the truth. I don't mean to be unkind. I'm praying for some of you only because I don't have the guts enough to come and see you personally or ask you to come to my office and tell you how concerned I am about the lostness of where you are. I've got people in this church. We've got people in this church. I have pastored this church. I am praying for some of you until I get the courage to tell you. Uh, I, I wish I could have, but I'll preach and tell you in this form, and then I'll tell you. I am praying for some of you because I know we have these cyclic people who come to this church, show up about once every four weeks, show up about once every two months, and they call this their church, and they say they love the Lord, and that kind of love is hypocritical love. How dare we ask God to heal our body and, and bless our marriage and give Give us money and protect us on the highway and watch over our children when we got that kind of love that we go after the world and the flesh and the devil. How dare we think we are going up in the rapture when we treat God like a second class God. I'm telling you the truth. I don't want you to get mad at me but I, I'm going to tell you we, we, we generic preach trash and junk somebody wants to live in homosexuality they'll find some church that condones homosexuality and somebody who says they're a preacher in homosexuality that is out of hell there are no preachers who can be homosexuals and no homosexual or lesbian or adulterating or fornicating anybody preachers or non-preachers none of those will have their part in the kingdom of God we must pray for them and love them you, you, you missed the rapture. You need to understand that you're on your own. Yeah, those who dragged you to the Ill, places of ill repute, those who got you drunk when you knew better, those who got you to snort it and shove it up in your vein with a needle, they will be looking out for their own flesh. Anybody hearing me? You think you're going to find consolation with your friend who got you drunk or somebody who talked you into sleeping with them for, for, for whatever pleasure it was and you're all going to hold each other's hand and get through the, the tribulation. It ain't going to happen. The Holy Ghost is going to be gone. The church is going to be gone. Conviction is going to be gone. And they're going to be looking for you to try to blame you for the mess you're in. You don't need to be here. You need to serve God today and every day. I'm not mad at anybody. But you might as well know this is overtime. You know, in this American culture, we got cards. We swipe everything. We swipe a card. Give me my membership card. I'll swipe it about once once every year. The shame of it is God never said if you had your name in the church book, you're going to heaven. Although the church is God's church. He did say if you have your name in the book of life, you're going to heaven. You'd be surprised the lame excuses I get. I don't mean to be unkind, but I need to be transparent. Okay? You'd be surprised how ignorant and and dumb, and forgive me for using this word, but I just don't know how to be any more blunt, how stupid some people think I am with the lame excuses they give me as if they're rejecting me. I feel rejection. I feel, I I understand what it is to be rejected. Sometimes I I preach and I feel rejected. Sometimes I preach and, and I feel rejected because it's my own fault. But you know what? When the rubber meets the road, you're not rejecting me. And I'm not rejecting you. It's him. It's him. I didn't die for you. I didn't shed my blood for you. And you did it for me. But I'm grateful. You and I both are grateful that he did. You'd be amazed. You'd be amazed. How people will spend 60 bucks 40 to 60 bucks for one golf round of golf. Take their family to the Braves game or the Atlanta Falcon or take them out to eat at the cost of 50, 100 to 200 bucks. When they get to the game they buy the pennants, they buy the flags, they buy the, they buy the, the little... You know, I'm, I'm not against you having all fun. What I am against is is that when the offering plates come around you won't even tip God. <laughs> now, Please don't don't misunderstand me, but don't send no signals that you don't like this, because if you do, I'm going to preach it harder. <laughs> act, like you, act like you're okay with this. Act like you're okay. Act like, don't sit there with no sullen face, because I'm going to hammer it like I can. <laughs> you see, if you're left behind, if you're left behind, you won't hear my voice audibly again. Please listen to me. You think this is foolish? God help you. I ask you to write these down and put it in your Bible or put it someplace else. These things when I preach because somebody will come looking for your Bible who got left behind. Because Mama told me on October 17, 2010, Pastor preached on what to do if you missed the rapture and she wrote it in her Bible. i got to find that Bible. This CD will be available somewhere in the archives of this church. People will come looking. Let me tell you something. God is not interested in playing church or playing religion. He wants a relationship. I've got to give you a few more thoughts. I'm going to go past this because I spent too much time getting mad. And I'm not mad. Find fellow believers if you miss the rapture. Shortly after the rapture, some, like you, but I hope not, will realize what happened. And they also will repent. It won't be easy to get saved in a tribulation. But if you get saved and you testify you're saved, you're going to have to die. But you're better off dying and going to heaven than serving the Antichrist and going to hell for eternity with them. You will need each other for prayer, support, and study. Get together. you got to carefully discern who people say are fellow believers. Because the Antichrist and the one world government won't get rid of this Jesus stuff once and for all. And they're going to put decoys undercover the cover agent. People like you and I, and send them to our meetings and our churches, (laughs) claiming that they're believers, but only there to find out who is, so they can report them, and they become the target of persecution, even death. So you have to pray the Holy Ghost to give you discernment of who other believers are. Listen to this. The fourth thing I want you to do, if you miss the rapture, I hope you don't, is begin consuming your Bible. Because I want to tell you, even though the Spirit's gone and the church is gone, by the way, you need to start collecting, if, if you get left behind, start collecting Bibles. Because they'll become obsolete, and they'll be known as hate literature. And the government will try its best to get rid of it, because it, the message is still the truth. Even after the rapture, the message is still the truth. Jesus still saves. But the thing about it is, it ain't going to be easy to get saved, because the Holy Spirit's gone. Okay, and anything that preaches and announces the Antichrist, and you could show your friends and your buddies who left behind behind you, if you have friends and buddies, the government's going to try to confiscate. confiscate. Okay, and when you find the Bible and you read the Bible, hide the Bible and and know it, understand that the Bible talks about some common realities that you wish you didn't have to face, but pray that God will give you the grace to face it. Can I get an amen? Oh, help. You, you see, I, I want to tell you something about the Bible, and, and uh, it's going to be your survival guide. Okay, I'm going to move, move beyond this here. The Bible, I, if you are left behind, it ain't going to be no magazine. going <laughs> to help you out. The World Book Encyclopedia ain't going to be a, no use about your soul. Can, can I get an amen? Here's somebody. I don't care how many files you got in your archives of all kinds of other subjects, This is going to, the Bible is going to be your survival guide. If you miss the rapture, hurriedly let me say this to you hope for the best, yeah. anticipate the worst. Yeah. Even now, you ought to have cash stored up somewhere in your possession home or something. Because even before the rapture, the, the nature of our economy mandates that cards and other kinds of means of transactions will face their limitations. Hard currency, meaning it's good to have some money in small denominations if you're left behind so that you can have something to exchange with for food, etc. Uh, store up food if you miss the rapture. Food, medicine, and supplies. Because of the Nature of the devastation that's coming upon the world. The land, the sea, the sky, the pollution, the death, the vegetation, the diseases. If you miss the rapture, do all you can at the very knowledge of it after you're saved. To bring some things together for your preservation. Let me tell you something else. Elevate safety. If you miss the rapture, move away from large cities. Move away from military bases. They are targets. Move away from harbors and airports and other places that become even greater targets. Not trying to scare you, just trying to inform you. Somebody say, What are you trying to do? Scare the you know what out of them? Yeah. Yeah, probably so. I probably am. But you'll shake my hand in heaven, and I'll shake yours one day. Uh, move away from nuclear sites, shipyards, industrial areas. Travel with people of trust. Be, be careful with whom you travel. Ask the Holy Ghost to give you discernment. Although the power and the the, the 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 Spirit of the Lord will still be here, but not in the measure. Not in the measure like right here this morning when Sister Sister Floyd was singing Jesus. That, that Sister Floyd, I want to tell you something, my sister. I had to look down at this foot and feet when you sing him to make sure I ain't already gone up. You all act like I'm uh, some kind of looking at me like, what's he doing? And then you look at all these commercials on TV and Conan and the other guys make a fool of themselves. You laugh at them and here you're looking at me like I'm somebody strange. Thank God I ain't in their number. Hallelujah. Listen to me. I, I got to move through this stuff. I got more stuff than I got time to give you stuff. Here's number six. Do not be deceived. Okay. Let me, let me give you the Bible. I must say the Bible, look on the screen. Let me read it to you. Not because I think you can't read, but let me read it to you because here's where deception comes in. And I'm going to try to wrap this up in the next hour. Just kidding. Just kidding. Next few moments. Matthew 24, 4 and 14. And Jesus answered and said to them, take heed that no man deceive you. For many will come in my name saying, I am the Christ and shall deceive many. Deception. Amen, church? I mean, let me me say this. This is before the rapture, but even after the rapture will be worse. And you shall hear of wars and rumors of wars. See that you do be not troubled, for these things must come to pass, but the end is not yet. For nations shall rise against nations and kingdom against kingdoms. And there shall be famines and pestilences and earthquakes in various or diverse places. All these are the beginning of sorrows. The sorrows of tribulation time. The seven years. They're just the beginning. Then shall they deliver you up to be afflicted. If they find out you're saved... In the tribulation, they're going to turn you into the authorities, they shall kill you, and you shall be hated of all nations for my name's sake, if you miss the rapture, and then many shall be offended, and shall betray one another, did I tell you that earlier, and shall hate one another. And many false prophets shall rise and deceive many. And because iniquity, sin shall abound. The love of many shall wax cold. But he that endures to the end, the same shall be saved. And this gospel of the kingdom shall be preached in all the world. For a witness unto all nations. And then shall the end come. I got to tell you. When this Antichrist guy comes to power... Please take me to the slide that says, Antichrist, who is he? When he comes to power, he is going to be the personification of the devil. You know where I get the the power to preach and Pastor Jeff and others? You know where you get the power to worship and you get the power to resist sin? It's called the anointing. Anointing you know where you get the power to pray and God heals and answers your prayers and give you help you serve the Lord? It's the anointing of the Holy Ghost. There's another kind of anointing. It's called the anointing of the devil. Because everything God has is real. The devil has a counterfeit for. There's a real trinity called the Holy Trinity. Father, Son, Holy Ghost. There's an unholy trinity. I told you about him. Antichrist, Satan, and false prophet. This Antichrist. I mean, he ain't going to I told you last week, and I just don't need to be repetitious, but... You know, it shows that he has horns on his head right there. But you know he ain't gonna come to with no horn on his head. We almost shun him. There he is, the man with the horns. No, 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 no. He's coming with such charisma. But the end of it will be all that you see on the screen of which I will not preach. Evil Gentile ruler, incarnation of Satan, beast. None of that sounds very promising to me. Matter of fact, the more I hear about who he is, the less I want to be a part of his kingdom. Man of sin, wicked one, abomination, and on and on. He will do several things. Among them, and I'm hurrying, he will build a statue of himself in in a temple where every television All the world media could focus. We have live satellite television. Wasn't it wonderful this week to see the rescue of the Chilean miners? Did you know the whole world saw that live? That's what's going to happen about this image he builds. It's going to be, the technology is there, the mechanization is there for robotic kind of statues that look lifelike. His assistant in power will be the false prophet. He will make sure that everybody worships this Antichrist image or he will kill them. If you're going to buy groceries, buy gasoline, if you are going to buy clothing, if you are going to have any kind of exchange of products, goods, or whatever, when he comes to power and wants total world domination, he'll be able to do it because of all the satellite technology, digital, etc. Everyone will be required to take a mark to transact business. A mark in the form of a chip. Under your skin, in your hand, in your forehead, it's called the mark of the beast. The number six, six, six—that is part of that number system. I, I, I don't, I don't, uh, I don't have the time because I've spent time on other things. I'm going to skip these scriptures, but you might want to write them down for later. Revelations 13:16 through 18 and Revelations 14:9 through 11. Revelation 13:16 to 18, 14, 9 through 11. Everything I just said about what will happened. It's going to happen. The, two more thoughts. If you miss the rapture, whatever happens, do not take the mark of the beast. Okay? Under your skin or your forehead. They'll say, look, it ain't. All these preachers have told you a bunch of nonsense all that time. Don't believe that. It's more convenient for you. Don't you see? This is not a mark of a beast. If you take the the mark and you have your medical records on your hand under your skin or your forehead, and a little chip, little old chip like that. If you come unconscious in an accident, you don't have to. People don't have to know who to call or whatever. They just scan it. Oh, what's bad about that? And then you know, the thief and burglary and, and how people assault people for for their billfold and purse. You take that little chip under your skin on your forehead. You don't have to carry your wallet or your purse because nobody's got, they, they, they won't rob you because you ain't got nothing and you got that chip and, and it's convenient oh the computer is going to be the technology of the day and it is already and I'm not against it you know the things like that could be used for evil purposes and good purposes you see if you take this mark if you're left behind you'll be eternally doomed forever no way out. Most of us know the ministry of John Hagee and we respect his ministry. I know I do. Uh, he's He's a man of God and very versed in prophecy. This is what he says about if you take the mark of the beast. The chip. Under no circumstances for any reason should you accept this mark. For if you do, you will be consigned to the fires of hell for all eternity. If not taking the mark means that you can't buy food, then find some other way to get food. If not taking the mark means you spend the rest of your life in the tribulation period on the run as a fugitive, then so be it. Run, run, run. This mark is a symbol of allegiance with the devil himself. And everyone that accepts it will share the devil's faith in hell. One more thought. Thank you for being patient with me. Confess Jesus as Lord. I close by telling you this because of the intense hate that the Antichrist will have for any Christian he, the Antichrist and his cohorts and his leaders out of a world government out of Europe not America there will be a confederation of ten nations after the rapture that will come together in Europe there are already ten nation leagues in Europe and he will become the president that's how he will rise to power he will be a non-Jew out of that confederation world headquarters, he'll govern the world. You know, in many cases, the euro has more value than the, than the dollar. Did you know that? So things are already in place. And anybody who opposes him, he will see that they're executed the gas chamber or beheading. Or any other kind of horrific. He's going to use the most horrific forms to kill believers. To cause others to believe on him. Here's what will happen to you if you do this. And it's going to be worldwide. I'm not trying to scare you. Read the Bible yourself. Ask God if you if you get left behind to give you the power to confess Jesus as Lord, even though you know that if you do it, when you do it, you're going to die. You're going to be a martyr. The Bible says thousands, thousands will be killed. Because they confess Christ. Where do you find that, Pastor? Revelation 20 and 4. Then I saw thrones and the people sitting on them had been given the authority to judge. And I saw the souls of those who had been beheaded for their testimony about Jesus and for proclaiming the word of God. They had not worshipped the beast or his statue, nor accepted his mark on their forehead or their hands. They all came to life again and they reigned with Christ for a thousand years. Let's see. There's going to be another resurrection after the rapture. At the return of Jesus before He sets up His thousand years of peace. It'll be only the rapture, the resurrection, pardon me, the resurrection of those who were beheaded or died not confessing the Antichrist but Jesus. Please look at me and hear me. I know I've kept you. Whatever it costs, don't be left behind. Bow your heads, please. Pray. Pray, everybody who was born again, pray that the Holy Spirit would, would not let this word be lost. Pray. If, you, if you're like me, I always have to examine myself. Examine yourself now. I preach myself into fear sometimes, and it's a good thing. Sometimes I think, God, don't let... I know I'm capable of sinning. Please, come on, let's pray for ourselves first. Oh, God, search me. God, I don't need to be standing before these people preaching loud and long and and demonstrative. And my own soul might be at stake. So if there's any sin in me, forgive me, God. If I'm a hypocrite, I don't want to be, God. Father, I, I ask, none of us want to be a hypocrite. Amen, church? wash us oh God come on pray over your own self oh God don't let me be like one of those who say but didn't I go to church didn't I give offerings didn't I sing in the choir didn't I I usher didn't I work in the nursery didn't I I do things for you God And, and then you say sorry I never knew you oh God I don't want to spend a tribulation or hell with regrets I want to be in heaven with you and the saints you say Pastor Matura if I could get saved today I would get saved today Good. Heads bowed and eyes are closed. If you are, first of all, I'm gonna make two a two-part invitation, then I'm gonna close. If you're you used to be better about serving God, you've not been faithful, you have backslidden. I'm not I'm head bowed and eyes closed, you have backslidden. You have known right and you've done wrong. You right now think that you and God got something worked out that other people in God don't. And I'm here to tell you that He doesn't have a standard for everybody. He has one standard for everybody, not different standards. What he requires of one. He requires of all. If you know you're backslidden, if you know you've sinned, if you know you've done things that I've described this morning that will keep you out of heaven, and the Holy Ghost has shown you, say, Pastor, I, I want a relationship, and I want heaven. I want to come back to the Lord. Then in a moment, I want you to raise your hands. If, if you have never been saved, You say, Pastor, all of this doesn't, I don't know about all of this, but I feel convicted. I feel there's something right about it. I feel God's giving me another chance. I don't want to go to hell, and I don't want to go to the tribulation. I want Jesus. I want to learn more about Him and serve Him beginning today. If that's you and any one of those things I described, head bows and eye closed if you want to be saved for the first time or come back. Hold up your hand unashamedly, because Jesus died unashamedly. Only me looking. I see numbers of hands. Hold it up. Come on. Come on. You will have this day to look back on, and you should be glad that you raised your hands. Hold it up in Jesus' name. Brother Sammy, help me here. In Jesus' name. I'm going to call them. I'm going to count them out, because I want the devil to know. I want the devil. One, two, three, four, five, six... 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20. Thank you. 21. Put your hands down. Put your hands down. Head bowed and eyes closed. Oh, I want to rejoice, but I have a moment to rejoice. That's 21. Listen to me. Listen to me. That person sitting beside you, that person on your text or your email or that person you're dating or you're hooked up with, that don't care about God or heaven, they cuss between every other word and they're dragging you into drugs and alcohol and sex and sin and wrong thinking and rebellion, that person didn't die for you and they'll run from you when, when, your, when your life gets in this condition. Don't you depend on somebody else, depend on Jesus. Pastor, I didn't raise my hand a moment ago, but I do not want to be left behind. I didn't raise it a moment ago, raise it now. Do it now in Jesus' name. Now, anybody else? Anybody else? Oh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Jesus. Everybody stand. Everybody stand, please. Oh, somebody say thank you, Jesus. We're going to pray. Everybody's going to pray. Everybody's going to pray. I'm going to pray. I'm telling you. The Bible says, beware of false prophets who come to you in cheap clothing, but inwardly they are ravenous wolves. Okay? If I said anything out of this book You can come see me in love And we'll talk about it But if I said everything in this book You take it up with him Bow your heads Bow your heads Everyone in this church Repeat the sinner's prayer With me and after me For those who raise their hands And for their encouragement Everybody Not sheepishly or shyish But repeat it like your mean business Here we go Lord Jesus I confess I am a sinner I won't dress it up I won't pretend it I am lost I have known right but I've chosen wrong thank you for not killing me thank you for loving me instead I confess that I need you and with my mouth I declare Jesus is Lord. He is Lord of my life. With my mind and my heart, I believe He is my Savior. Come into my life. Wash away my sins. Cleanse me with Your blood at Calvary. Write my name in Your book of life. Beginning today, Jesus... You are the Lord of my life. Fill me with your Holy Spirit. Empty me of everything and everyone who is unlike you. Thank you, Jesus, that I will not have to go through the tribulation. That if I die, oh, you come. I'm on my way to heaven. I am saved in Jesus' name. Amen and amen and now we praise the Lord.